We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome in day two of NBA free agency in the books. We've got a massive franchise altering NBA altering trade requests to get into. We've got extensions to talk about. We've got big deals that went down today. So much stuff for us to talk about. I'm fired up. Let's go. Keith, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm unshaven and in a hat, so that gives you a sense of how my day is gone. Uh, but but I'm good, man. I, I'm good. I'm I'm excited. It's uh it's been a crazy day too with everything. No, you don't need to brace your ears. We only yell on Fridays. We don't yell on Saturdays. Saturdays are chill weekend. We get the weekend vibes going on. Chill weekend so, yeah, vibes. Just, chill just, weekend just chill vibes. Weekend vibes. Yeah, but man, I mean, it was a. Uh, been a crazy day you know it was a the, the, <laughs> things went nuts last night and then we got the rate limit exceeded yes <laughs> that is the the day yeah uh, times to do that my Paul gosh Moore says uh thought keith had on a lake hat for a minute for a second it's not but it's the only purple and yellow hat i own and i did That's wear right. it in honor of trevor and and our uh our guy austin reeves having a pretty good day today along with uh his agent aaron riley who we are yes, he did. Uh, very very happy for so we're we'll but we'll get into that we can't start anywhere though except with damian lillard yes absolutely so damian lillard officially requesting a trade from the portland trailblazers finally years of the making and it's happened um, Miami is apparently the destination he would like to go to, but Portland also issued a statement saying, echoing Kevin Costner from our favorite movie draft day. I'm going to do what's best for our, for the team. And that's essentially what Portland said. Like, we're going to do what's best for our team. Um, what are you thinking here? What happens now with the, obviously his market's going to be way better for the Blazers than what Bradley Beal's market was for the Washington wizards. But does Lillard still wind up in Miami and get what he wants? Or does Portland dare say, no, Dame, we're not going to give you what you what you want. We're going to send you to the place that gives us the best return. Yeah, and that's, I mean, I think Portland is basically saying we're not going to take a less than great offer from the Miami heat, right? Like that, that's, that to me is what Joe Cronin's statement said, which is weird that like you even give a statement, right? That like yeah, yeah. admits we're trading him, but like if that statement might as well have said, all right, we're trading him, but stop wasting time with crappy offers, right? Yeah. Like come with good stuff or, or you're not going to get it done. So yeah, I mean, we're in a very, very interesting spot uh, for the, 
Damian Lillard talks because Portland could have just as easily said, all right, we're going to take care of you. You want to be in Miami. Let's send you there. He'd send us, you know, Tyler hero, Duncan Robinson, a couple picks and we'll call it a day. But Portland is apparently drawing a hard line and saying, Nope, it's gotta be good stuff. Like we're mm-hmm. going to go now. It's been what, like 12 ish hours. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if it's been that many, but somewhere in that range since this all came down. So it, we'll see how this develops. Cause you know, this could drag on for a little bit, but, but we're going to find out. But yeah, I mean, I kind of like Portland not immediately giving in and just saying, you know, send us crap because, and that's unfair, but send us sure. less than great assets right. you know, for us. 50 cents on the dollar, something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. 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 And I think, and this was mentioned by Sam Amick of The Athletic, that what tends to happen, though, when situations like this arise is teams pop up that are yeah. interested, that aren't in the initial, oh, no, oh, it's the it's the heat. We heard the Clippers. Um, who was the other team? Like San Antonio randomly San Antonio, kind, of, the kind jazz. of pops up. The I've Jazz popped up. Like, yeah. like yeah. teams arise, although I heard San Antonio may have popped up in regards to the Austin Reeves situation. That may have been more about that than them really being a landing spot for Dame. Yeah. But none, I, nonetheless. I would say yes, but then it came back around after Reeves right. had agreed. So I, I, I think there's probably something to it. I think if you're the Spurs and it's like, we got to spend money anyway. You know, right. we, we we could go go uh, go go get them and you know get it done. So we'll we'll see. So um, you know, with that, who's the, who's the dark horse team then for Damian Lillard? Because like Miami is gonna is the favorite. They should be. I think that's probably ultimately what winds up happening. But who else do you think pops up that maybe becomes an interesting option? I I don't know that it's gonna be anybody that we didn't list. Um, you know, kind of of that grouping there, but I will say I'm going to keep an eye on Utah just because we know Danny Ainge is not afraid to, you know, take a home run cut. If he thinks it's the right move, you know, they, they cleared a little bit of extra space, not, not a lot, but a little bit extra by uh, moving Damian Jones contract off to the Cavs today. They get about 14 million in space. Mm-hmm. You've got about a thousand draft picks that they could throw Portland's way. couple, you know, semi-interesting young players. But big thing is they don't have to send any money back to Portland. Same with the Spurs that Portland doesn't want, right? That's the big thing. They can basically say, all right, hey, take your your pick of, you know, two, three guys if you want them off the roster. And this accounts for both the Spurs and the Jazz. We'll plus up whatever offer with a whole bunch of picks, and off we go. And then, then, you know, we're we're good and moving forward. So I – I'm just going to kind of keep an eye on somebody dug up an old tweet from Damian Lillard. I want to say it was probably about seven, eight years ago where he was asked, Hey, if you were ever going to leave Portland. So obviously before any of this stuff, yeah. happened, where would you want to play? And he said the Lakers or the Utah jazz And the, huh. the jazz part is he went to school in Utah as my guess. Right. So, you know what, you know, maybe that's the idea is right. Hey, we're going to bring it back full circle to, you know, where, where you went to college at uh, Weber state. So sure. I, I don't know, man, what we're going to see. I it's Miami's going to have to figure out a way to get a third team in here to route yeah. stuff to, as well as to plus up the assets that can go to Portland. Or the other option is this drags out so long it becomes untenable for Portland. And then it's just, all right, we got to get this done. So mm-hmm. let's just so we can move on. come to an agreement to move on. Yeah. yeah. And, and maybe it gets there by them saying, 
hey, will you take Yusuf Nurkic too? You know, and then you know, send us something, or we'll rope a third team in and eat one of your bad contracts, and you know, maybe they get one of the picks. And Portland really kind of clears the decks of veteran salary minus Jeremy Grant's monster contract. Which oh my goodness! We'll answer this now. No one, uh, Jeremy Grant is not not going to sign with the Blazers. They're not going to pull the offer. You know, it would take Jeremy Grant going there and saying, Hey, I don't want to do this anymore. And he's clearly not going to do that when he has 160 million coming his way. So my goodness. And we, we said last night, 24 hours ago, the Jeremy Grant contract, the only way it's like, okay, is if Damian Lillard says, yeah, okay, this is getting me to stay. Yep. Oh my gosh. I mean, this is the 160 million to Jeremy Grant. And now you don't have Dame ouch that's that that hurts that yep. hurts and not to say he's a bad player not to say it's like ridiculous but like he's more of a 20 million a year guy than what he's getting i see him as anyway yep yeah uh, i mean it's where we're gonna see right so and i said this on twitter this morning and now people probably missed it because twitter's been an absolute you know cluster f of the site and app uh-huh. today um but I, uh, what I said is, you know, the NBA ruins more Fourth of July barbecues than your drunk uncles who are fight over, you know, who won that forty uh, touch football game forty years ago, right? Like, it's just because we end up sitting here waiting and waiting and waiting. And I know a ton of people who were like, "Yeah, I'm getting ready to go to a Fourth of July barbecue now because it's the weekend and we're doing it a little early and we're we're gonna, you know, stretch this thing for a while." And I'm just gonna be sitting there on my phone looking for updates about Damian Lillard and James Harden because remember that's still out there. It feels like that got oh, blown off the map. That's right. <laughs> that's right. James <laughs> so, Harden still needs to be yeah, traded. James Harden's still <laughs> in the league and available by a trade. So yeah, I mean, it's absolutely crazy. You know, it, it really is. It's crazy. You know where we are with all this stuff. So. So it's it's gonna be gonna be you know fun to watch it play out over the next couple of days. I'll say this though, at least maybe this is me being in my Lakers bubble, but it feels like in like free agency is kind of done, not done. done. Like there's yeah, still stuff that close. needs to come out, yeah. but we're getting like, but it feels like in years past it's been more July third, sometimes mm-hmm. into July fourth when free agency yep. starts to really wind down. And it seems like this year, like 24 hours, and it's like, boom, we, we got through. And again, there's still guys out there. There's guys we'll talk about. But it feels like the bulk of it got done way faster than in years past. Yeah, it feels like a couple of um, – or not a couple, more than a couple of the big guys went back to their own teams either yeah. yesterday or today. Uh, we had a handful of guys change teams that we're going to get into and talk about. But, yeah, I mean – it, it moved very quickly uh, with the market. I tweeted out a little while ago and a couple of guys I think have even come off since then, but it's pretty ugly with the, uh, you know, what's left out there. And it's a lot of restricted free agents, which are, that's just kind of how it goes. But I also tweeted out the cap space that's left and it is not much. I mean, the Spurs are still sitting on about 25 million. Yeah. Um, the jazz have about 15 Kings, 13.6 Magic about 11, and then the Pacers still have about 5.2. So it's it, we're, we're, we're down to the cap space is basically gone too. So yep. now we're into if any of those restricted guys want to change teams, it's going to be via, you know, sign and trades and that those will get worked and, and the like. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see, you know, where that kind of all, all comes together. 
Isle Farkash is asking, do you think teams will wait now to see what's going to happen with Damon Harden before making other moves? Like we've seen in the past where free agency mm -hmm. gets essentially put on hold while we wait yep. to see what happens with the player. Is that are we hitting now a freeze in free agency because of the Dame situation? Like I, I don't know. Yeah, I think maybe a combination done. of the Dame situation and just not a lot of guys left. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Um yeah, I mean, that's a great question, right? Is you know, is that that where we're headed? But yeah, I think it's I think it's a combination of lack of talent plus that going on, yeah. right? Anybody else who's thinks they maybe have a shot, it's like, all right, let's get that solved first and then we can go about you know, reworking whatever it is we need to rework and him figure out. All right. Let's talk a little bit about the extensions because as you yeah. predicted, there were a bunch of extensions that came down yeah. super late last night. There were some that came out today. Uh, where do you want to start? Because we had a, a number of them. Yeah. Let's start with the two big ones. The two, two big max extensions, Tyrese Halliburton and LaMelo mm -hmm. ball both got yeah. the, uh, um, you know, full, uh, veteran, um, uh geez i can't talk i'm so tired um full designated player extensions yep um so up to 260 million dollars it'll be it'll settle at at least you know 207 million is where where it'll come in at you know ultimately but yeah somewhere between you know there they'll they'll, they'll land with those two guys so they got the two big ones the two two uh you know guys there to two um point guards both land a ton of money uh for that and i think both well deserved right guys who've been all-stars already and you know if they continue an upward trajectory and maybe sneak into the all nba uh you know place they're they're gonna get they're gonna get there so you know good good for them right for you know grabbing that bag as the kids say did you see hal burton's response yes that was great <laughs> million dollar man that was great tweet. ted dibiase so good. Yep. he's on one on twitter because did you see his response to them getting obi toppin no, I didn't. He's like, I'm gonna go full Mahomes and Tyreek and just throw it up. No, an OBF in there somewhere or something like that. I'm paraphrasing, but yeah, it was pretty. That's funny. awesome. That's awesome. I've been trying to limit my Twitter today out of fear that like something big is gonna happen and I'm not <laughs> You're gonna, not gonna be it. able to see it. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, I can't. I can't do as much. So I just gotta check my notifications and all that. Um, I'm gonna knock on wood on that. I've had no problems on TweetDeck on yeah. my laptop all day today. It has worked absolutely fine. Plus, notifications have continued to work. Um, so, just okay. Not, hopefully, not that hopefully it stays that way. Um, yeah. Uh, so we saw Des Bain, Desmond yeah. Bain for the Memphis Grizzlies got got a maxed out extension. A lot of people critical of that one. I think that's uh, people. We have to remember not all maxes are the same. Um, doesn't mean the same thing. And and again, this is where we've talked about this so often, but. We need to stop looking at the dollar amount and start focusing on the percentage of the cap because yep. when the cap goes up like this, the dollar amount always creates sticker shock because that goes up too. And people go, oh, what? Because we, we're based on last year's. Some of us are stuck even in five years ago numbers, right? Um, yep. So I think that's part of it too. But there were, I saw a lot of Desmond Bain bashing, right? Saying he doesn't deserve this, this contract and everything. I think it's just... Part of it is people don't didn't watch the Grizzlies a lot to see how good he was this last season. But part of it too is I think we get so focused on the dollar amount and we're not looking at what percentage of the cap that actually is uh, when we're looking at this max contract. Yeah. So to that point with Desmond Bain, by the end, he will be like down around 23, 20, 22, 23% of the cap is where he'll yeah. be sitting at by the time that, 
that deal ends. So it starts at 25%. But remember, he will go up 8% year to year, but the cap will likely rise probably 10% is what we're thinking year over year. So it will go up faster than his contract will go up. So he'll yep. be, you know, sitting there at, you know, the, the, you know, his, his percent will come down year over year on spot track on every single um, uh, page there. You can get in and you'll see, um, you could see percentage of cap both on the single season view and the multi-season view. If you look at the multi-season view, it's a little number on each salary on the multi-year view. And on the single season view, there's a column that tells you the percentage of the teams uh, mm -hmm. spending as, as well as a percentage of the overall cap um, for, for the, the league cap there. So yeah, I think we're in a good spot where it is. Um, you know, it's, Desmond Bain was fine. That's what I projected mm -hmm. was he would get a max. I took a lot of grief for it when I put that out there because people are like, that's crazy. All I'll say is go look at Desmond Bain's first three years in the league and compare him to Dev, uh, Devin Booker's first three years in the league. You're going to see a lot of similarities in there for a player who good scores and shooters are right away, but then picked up their playmaking. Well, uh, Desmond Bain's a better defender than Devin Booker is. He's not he's not at the level of an overall offensive player that Booker is, but Booker's also about to start a super max extension a year from now, and Bain is just starting a you know, rookie uh, scale max extension. So, you know, great great contract for the Grizzlies. No issue with that at all. And he, like Desmond Bain, he's one of those you just don't have to worry about him. And on a team that has John Morant, you know, maybe there's some added comfort. In that, by the way, Kate, have you seen all the because Derek Rose wound up in Memphis, all the Guns and Roses stuff going around? Yeah, no, Jesus. Oh, yep, <laughs> the meme, the memes have been flying on on that one, and and me, like I, somebody who likes Guns and Roses music, I, sure. I get a little chuckle out of it. But yeah, I was like, oh, take man. me down to Paradise City. That's right. That's the right. Grass is green. The girls are pretty. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Oh, please take me home. Uh, my uh, my daughter says one of the reasons why she really likes um, Thor: Love and Thunder is the music. I'm yeah, like, I'm like, it's a good call. Well done. well done. I'm like, okay, yeah. all right, yep. I like it. I, I like love it. that. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yep. Uh, are there any? My brain, I can't keep my days straight <laughs> at this point. Are, are there any extensions that I'm forgetting? Um, no, we talked to all the other ones, the, the veteran ones. We talked, you know, over the last few days, the, the other ones that are out there were Harrison Barnes, Nas Reed, Nikola Vucevic, and there were the reported uh, two-year extension that Kristaps Porzingis will sign $60 million with the Celtics. We talked about that yesterday. So, yes. uh, you want to get into the, um, let, let's do the Lakers stuff because sure. they kind of finished off free agency for themselves for the mm -hmm. lack of a better term. You know, they're, they're, they're pretty much done now. So uh big one was Austin Reeves, right? Did yep. not get the, you know, hundred million dollar offer sheet that came off the table relatively quickly. Once it became clear, the Rockets weren't going to get involved because they spent money like drunken sailors today. Oh, um, and, then, <laughs> and we'll get into them <laughs> here in a minute. And then uh, they, and the Spurs course. just, didn't seem to be the direction they wanted to go. So the Lakers got him back using uh, his early bird rights. I had a couple people say, how can the Lakers give him such a big raise? That's exactly how with early bird rights, yep. what happens is you can either get um, a 175% raise over your prior salary. So for him, that's not going to work because that was his minimum or a 105% raise over the average player salary. 
So that's how he's getting up to that. Uh, mm. You know, it's it's funny depending on whose number you use. It's either fifty four or fifty six million. We'll know in a few days when it's actually signed. Um, but it'll be in that range. So call it fifty and a half million, and we'll we'll call it good enough for government work with that. Yeah, and uh, and this is I think you know obviously a phenomenal price. Uh, we. Mm-hmm. Always had the sense that Austin Reeves was going to be back with the Lakers. We weren't sure if they were going to have to match or not, but uh, they get him back just signing him directly. Um, we knew that's the direction it was going to go if there wasn't a big option out there or big offer out there, and uh, that's the way it went down. Yep. Uh, we also saw D'Angelo Russell with a two-year $37 million deal. Uh, the second year is a player option, and in terms of uh, my guess into what happened here, kind of informed guess is that the Lakers were able to get the total amount down a little bit by giving the player option yep. for that, for that second year form. So completely agree. Yeah. And so go ahead. It just, sorry, if you're D'Angelo Russell, uh, cause I'm with you on how we got to this type of contract for the Lakers too. It's nice. Cause it aligns his deal, which we talked about for weeks and weeks leading up to free agency, you align his deal with that of AD and LeBron's, which now it does. Mm-hmm. And you, it, it for D'Angelo Russell, the Lakers could have played hardball and said, where, where are you getting more than the mid-level, right? Like who, who yeah. who's got more than the mid-level to give you, but this is just good work, right? Good, solid player. You know, I know people feel a certain way about him, but you know, get, get him in, in the rotation and you feel pretty good. Then keep things moving, uh, you know, with him there. So I, I, I think that's, you know, really good, solid value contract. And I'll just remind everybody, if nothing else, that's a tradable deal. Now, mm-hmm. as we learned back, right, when you and I used to, uh, you know, uh, do this a long time ago, we used to talk a lot about uh, de facto no trade clauses. <laughs> do you yeah, that's one? right. Like, the one-year like deals. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the one-year deals. Yep. In the new CBA, that can be waived as the stipulation of a contract signing. Um, that can actually that that's different. That is a change. So mm-hmm. we'll find out here when this deal goes official. Did the Lakers get D'Angelo Russell to waive uh, that de facto no trade clause? Because he would have one because what's happening is he's effectively because he's got the player option. He's playing on a one year deal where he would have bird rights at the end if he was to opt out. But if he's traded, he loses those bird rights. So. Right you're in a spot where let's find out with this new CBA wrinkle, did the Lakers kind of say, all right, Hey, we'll give you more money, but you know, you've got to give us like they give me a player option. So I control the process a year from now. And yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see all that'll come out, you know, eventually down the line, but it's, you know, overall fine contract for the Lakers, you know, for the most part running it back with the important guys to run it back with, I guess is the way I would say. Keith, this is okay. So Robert Gonzalez, this is not the first person that I've seen mention this, like on Twitter. And I have no idea what this is. Like, th- there's been multiple people talking about this. How Delo's deal gives the Lakers an eight million dollar trade exception. I'm no. like, what? I, but I'm, I get guess a trade exception is, if you trade. It. Where is this coming from? Yeah, I guess that's my question. So Robert, maybe you could tell me because I a few yeah. people were asking me about it on Twitter, and I'm like, no. But I don't know why, like multiple Mm -hmm. people have been talking about this. I'm like, I have no idea where this started uh, or why this is becoming a thing. I know some people were talking about if they didn't sign D'Lo, they'd be below the cap before they had signed a few people. And we talked about um, the room exception. That's almost, that's the only thing I can think of that maybe somebody got confused with some stuff. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. 
Yeah, give us more detail with that. Oh, because Bobby Mark said the Lakers are eight million under the luxury tax. I mean that, but that's not you don't get a trade exception for that. Right. That's just your clearance. And I haven't run all their math, so I can't validate that. But if Bobby said it's probably accurate, that probably sounds about right. Yeah. You know, I, and I think it's probably eight million under the hard cap, not under the, the hard it, tax. Correct. It's under the so, hard cap. I've, yeah. I've Which got that. This is my right. yeah, my was, I bet. Sorry, Trevor. I bet what he said right. was, I bet he said that's eight million in clearance in trades. Yeah, I bet that's what it was. So people are thinking that's a trade exception. So that's got to be yeah. what it was. That's got to be. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking that's, at it right now. Yeah. My rough numbers has them about seven million. So that's close enough. When we're working with, you know, just kind yeah. of our, our yeah, more rounding and everything, else rounding right and all now, yeah. that. So that's yeah. that's got to be what it is. So that does not mean that they can go like take in a player for $8 million and not send salary back or anything like that. In theory, that's $8 million that they could use to re-sign Malik Beasley or Lonnie Walker. Um, Cause in Walker, they can't even get It's like 7.8. I think they can get to for him, um, which call it eight, right? You're basically there Beasley. They could sign him to anything um, as long as it stayed under the hard cap. So if that's where it is, that's probably, probably eight, 8 million. So that's, that's, that's probably what he's talking about is 8 million in clearance under the hard cap. And he might've said, you know, if they want to make a trade or whatever. So, yeah. and, and Robert himself is saying he doesn't, he doesn't know either. <laughs> it was, it was making the rounds and I couldn't sure. figure out where it was coming from, but that must be it. It must be Bobby even, Marks. And people just got confused. Even broken Twitter can spread inf- disinformation <laughs> uh, very, very rapidly. <laughs> Apparently uh, the other thing we woke up to news about Jackson Hayes signing yeah. with the Lakers. I love uh, it. Player option minimum deal on the second or player option on the second year. It's two year deal, uh, minimum contract here, and just a you know a bouncy big man to put as your backup center. I think they are going to look for another center. They do have Colin Castleton as well, who they like. You know, we'll see what he does in summer league. Yeah, no two way. Yeah, yeah. You can't bank on a two way player to be like a rotation guy for you. But uh, I think they'll use their final. They're not going to use their fifteenth roster spot. So they'll for, their fourteenth roster spot. They'll probably use it on a big, and uh, and off they go. Yeah, and I would say Jackson Hayes that uh, closes the door on Mobamba returning for now. I, I would say I don't think you're going to see you, you just yeah. you, that starts to run into roster issues with things like that. And Bamba probably would push to get a you know I want guaranteed after you know getting bounced out of a, a non guaranteed contract. So so we'll we'll see. You know I, I'm not sure. You know. Um, you know, how, how that'll come together, but you know, good free agency for the Lakers, you know, all things considered, like I said, took care of the important players, got them re-signed, mm-hmm. added some nice outside talent. We talked a lot about it yesterday, so we're not going to spend time on it today. Go and watch yesterday's show. And it was pretty early on in yesterday's show too. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's like, you're going to go through the whole thing, um, to find it, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, we're you know, good, good day for the Lakers. Uh, let's jump over. Let's talk about what the hell the Houston Rockets are doing. Um, <laughs> cause I don't know. I sure. mean, there was, so the Dylan Brooks deal came down four years, 80 million, which I've got thoughts yeah, on that. Let's go Dylan Brooks. But, but then the Jack Landale thing came down and at first <laughs> it was just four years, 32 million. And I went, what are they yeah. doing now? It's just one year guaranteed. I'm like, okay, yeah. one year guaranteed. But, but I, the Dylan Brooks deal, I, I, look, I'm not a huge fan of Dylan. It's not even his, his attitude or anything like that. It's not any of that. It's 
when he's on the floor, your offense just falls to pieces. I mean, teams teams just dare him to the the Lakers' best defense was Dylan Brooks' offense. They dared him to shoot all game, every game, and you're giving this guy twenty million a season. Look, he's a decent defender, but I I don't know that that's worth twenty million bucks. And then on top of that, it's not like you're putting him in there to be the adult in the room. Like Fred Van Vliet now has to be even more of an adult in, in the room because Dylan Brooks is on the team. Yeah, the only thing I'll say with that is I think Dylan Brooks over, let's say, the last two and a half seasons as Memphis kind of came into prominence. I'm just going to call it what it is. I'll, I'll be the old man here. Mm-hmm. He got too big for his britches, right? Oh, like he, right. he just, you know, guy, I mean, that my grandmother used to say that all the time. Also, somebody's getting a little big for their britches. And then she'd usually say something extremely insulting that knocked you off whatever perch you <laughs> had placed yourself upon. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm not as upset with this contract as everybody seems to be. I don't like the length of it. If it was like two years, 40 million, I'd feel a lot better about it. Um, And it reportedly, it's going to descend. That was per Woj's report, but it's reportedly fully guaranteed. But all that means is it's just front loaded this year, which fine, but whatever, right? The Rockets had to spend a bunch of money yeah. anyway. So if you want to front loan it, I have no problem with that. But I think that challenge is you're right. If, if, if Ime Udoka can't kind of get him under control and he tries to be, you know, Dylan, the villain and all that yeah. stuff that he was in Memphis, it's going to be a problem. If he goes back to the guy he was a couple years ago before he really was like, I'm going to be, you know, the bully on the block. Then what you had was a, Really good defense. I mean, still a top tier defender. He made all sure. defense last year, which yeah. was why you remember when all these people were like, "Oh, good luck in China. You'll never play in the NBA again." I was like, "That's not." No, he's easy. How this good plays out respect, for sure. So yeah, and then what you also have is one out of every five nights, Dylan Brooks is going to win you a game with his offense. One out of every five nights, he's probably going to lose you a game because he's going to go like two for twenty, yeah. and he's just not going to stop shooting. But you know, he'll inject confidence and, you know, some brashness into that Rockets team. And I think it's okay. You know, I just, I don't like the length. That's my yeah. biggest issue. The 20 million average annual value, whatever the Rockets had to get to the floor. So I don't care about that. But the the extra two years at 20 million a piece, that, that's a bit much. All right. Then what about the Jock Landale thing? The one yeah. year, it's a bizarre contract structure. Four years, but only one year guaranteed. What? What's the purpose of that? Why why do this? Yeah, so one again, got to spend, right? You had to get up sure. to the floor. So so might as well spend spend some money. Now they ended up going past the floor cuz then they also signed Jeff Green a little bit later right. on the day today as well. Uh, another um, recording by by Mike Scotto on that one. Mm-hmm. Um there, but you know, so with the Landell thing it was, all right, we're going to overpay you in year 1, but we're not going to lock in beyond year 1, right? So you got to mm-hmm. You you got to make it right. Like this is almost like a like a super version of what we used to call the hinky special, right? Where right. it used to be, I'm gonna give out all these four year minimum contracts, and if you pop like uh, Robert Covington did, awesome, you know, great, and we got we you got moving, you. and we go. If you don't, then I'm out of this easy, and I just wave you and move move along. Um, that's what that that kind of is. That's like a super version of that. So mm-hmm. you know, no no real problem with that just because they can get out of it so easy. It's effectively like a going to probably be like a one year, $7.5 million deal or something, depending on how the races are structured. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. And he was good last year at the end for Phoenix. So, you know, guy can compete with Alper and Shingoon and, you know, well, we'll see. And Lando's a veteran. He's just not an NBA veteran. So, but he's, he's like a veteran guy, you know, cause he's played for several years before. And then, yeah, as you said, Jeff Green comes in another adult mm-hmm. in the room, right. With, yep. with Fred Van Vliet and, you know, th- those nights when the, like we like to say the Rockets are throwing the ball all over the gym and, you know, pegging people in the head in the 10th row of the stands and stuff. <laughs> it's, you know, those are where it'll be. Hey, let's relax. Let's breathe here. Settle it down. And let's, let's, let's play. They're, they're going to be a better team. You know, that this next yeah. year, we, we know that now going out from the Rockets, they made a bunch of trades out. Usman Garuba, uh, yep. Josh Christopher, Ty Ty Washington, three guys that were all drafted in the last couple of drafts are now no longer on the Rockets. Uh, Josh Grif- Christopher is going to go back to Memphis as the Brooks uh, deal ultimately ended up being uh, a sign in trade. trade. Yeah. Um, so Memphis will generate a massive trade exception in that deal, but they're also going to take back Josh Christopher. Garuba and Washington were uh, straight up uh, moved over to clear. It's not a salary dump because the Rockets had plenty of salary cap space, but it was a roster clearing move. Yeah. Uh, and they got moved to the Atlanta Hawks. So good on the Hawks. I like Garuba. I, I do think, too. You know, there's some talent there. Washington, I'm a little less certain on. You know, we'll see. But, you know, if you're the Hawks, you got to add cheap, uh, you know, team controlled, class controlled talent at the end of your bench. So why not? And, you know, the Rockets clear a couple, couple roster spots there. But this, though, this is the problem with having 900 draft picks. You can't You're, keep you, them all. You can't. You just can't keep them all. Like that's where you, know, you hit a point of diminishing returns when you have you know way too many draft picks like that. So you know that 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 becomes a little bit of a problem. And then we've got the KJ Martin. Yes, uh, I can't believe really forgot going. that one. Yeah, see, this is yeah. so much has happened today. It really what has a steal for the Clippers. Yeah. Yeah, two second round picks for KJ Martin. He's going to come right in. That Clippers rod, they, they're going to do something more, right? There's going to be some trade coming, and KJ Martin's going to step right in. He's going to give them all kinds of energy. And you know, what's that salary going into? 1.9 million for them. Yeah. He's a minimum guy. So I guess they don't need they to. Just, yeah, they'll just bring him right in. Yeah, yep. You have not, no, no issue for that one. That makes sense. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That was, it, that was it, well, for Clippers. it may be, they may have a trade exception laying around too. But it's only awesome. one point nine million, so we'll let, let, let me check though. Let's let's be yes. They have the Reggie Jackson trade exception. Ah, there it so, is from trading with Charlotte at the deadline. So yeah, he comes in, and now with him and Bones Highland, you have a couple guys who who are uh, south of thirty on your bench that are you know not not closer to the end than they are to the beginning. So great great steal for for the Clippers to get KJ Martin. All right, and they brought uh, back Russ. While we're on the topic of the Clippers, uh, brought back Russ, mm-hmm. so he'll pr- presumably be their starting point guard again. And I know, I know, we have a lot of Lakers fans in the in the house tonight, and feel a certain way about Russ. But he was very, very good uh, for the Clippers. You know, now he was. we'll see is that maintainable over a full season. But it's a very small deal. They, they used his non-bird rights to give him a bump. Uh, so it's not even a minimum signing. It's non-bird to give him a bump for two years, two years, eight million total. It's fine. If it doesn't work out, they'll just move. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Be done. It's totally different when you're paying Russ four million a season compared to <laughs> yeah. forty-seven million a season yeah. in terms yeah. of what kind of team you can have around him and all that kind of sure. stuff. So yeah, yes. when it's one twelfth the size of the contract, yeah, yes. you start to feel, that, that, feel, feel a little things. bit better about it. And you know, good for him, right? For not insisting I have to get more money that probably wasn't gonna be there and right. everything else and understanding, hey, being home and being happy, you know, here on a team that wants me where I fit really well. You know, you know, that's that's good good work by him. Uh the Knicks, Dante yeah. DiVincenzo. Dante DiVincenzo. It it felt like because everything moved so quickly, it felt like, oh my gosh, how is this not done yet? Because we were hearing Dante DiVincenzo to the Knicks rumors for a while, but it it was less than twenty four hours of free agency and, and he's going to the Knicks. So it compared to other years, it wasn't really like it took all that long, but it felt like in this year's just warp speed environment, it felt like, oh my gosh, what's the holdup here? But finally it does get done. Dante DiVincenzo winds up with the Knicks, uh, winds up with his Villanova teammates with Josh Hart and Jalen Brunson. Uh, good fit. Good fit there with those guys. He's got the chemistry. It's already built in. Maybe we can question whether how all the minutes break down and everything, but that's the problem the Knicks can handle. He's a talented player, and uh, and I think they'll be able to use him. Yeah, weird collection of guys on the wing, right? He kind of like felt like the Knicks went from R.J. Barrett and no one on the wing to now they have like fifty of them. Yeah, um, so a little, little, little bit of a weird, weird uh, collection there, but it, it's fine, right? I, I think they'll, um, you know, I, I think they'll be in a uh, spot. Um, you know, there where I th- think they're going to be doing okay, right? Where where I, th- I think you're going to see them in a um, you know, place where they're they'll find minutes for all those guys somehow, right? Because they all bring different mm-hmm. skills uh, to the table, especially Divincenzo. He, I think Divincenzo too gives them a little bit of cover. They had some injury issues last year too, so that gives them a little bit more cover at that guard spot. He can also play on ball 
more than I think he gets a lot of credit yeah. for. So he can play as an initiator. And you run a lot of the offense through uh, Julius Randle anyway, so you don't necessarily need a traditional um, point guard on the floor at all times when Jalen Brunson sits. Like Emmanuel quickly – I love Emmanuel quickly, but I would not call him a traditional point guard, right? Mm-hmm. So you could put, even play DiVincenzo in that role, some if you need to. Want to stick with the Knicks for a minute, though? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Move Dolby Toppin. Yes, uh, they straight, did. Straight salary dump move into the Indiana Pacers. I love this for the Pacers. Mm-hmm. Could not be more excited. That this is we talked about this. I remember a long time ago, and I was like, man, just run the floor and catch lobs from Halliburton. Let's go. Like a. Yeah. We're going to find out if Obi Toppin is actually good or not in the next year, right? Because it's going to be, let's see what happens. I, I I predicted maybe he could get an even extension if you if you traded for him and you were really like, hey, I can buy into this upside here, and I think it's there. I, I wrote that in the that rookie-scale extension piece that a team might even extend Toppin. I don't know that the Pacers will because they just locked into Tyrese Halliburton. But, you know, if he plays well, restricted free agency next year, they'll control the process and, and they'll go. So, I, you know, I, I think that'll be be fun. Somebody's talking about, I think it's the Lakers son and Serge Ibaka. He's done, guys. These You're throwing out names that haven't been good for like four seasons. <laughs> I put that out on Twitter last night. I was like, I, I put together a generic list of answers to questions. And one of my, <laughs> before I went to go record the Lakers Nation podcast, and one of my answers was, um, that guy hasn't been in the NBA in three years because <laughs> I keep I keep hearing all this Dwight Howard, Hassan yeah. Whiteside, Serge Ibaka, uh, like all these boogie cousins, all these guys. Jim, might as well sign Shaq, right? Yeah, oh, and I cussed. I cussed Trevor. Got late. It's late night. Late night. Keith cussed. Uh-oh. I apologize. You're Uh-oh. Lose our clean rating. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> um, where do we want to go next? I mean, there's lots of other stuff that happened. I guess we can. Yeah, um, um, I'm just pulling oh, up the list. I, I, I've so. got a question. The, the Mo sure. Wagner and the Orlando Magic, that felt like a little bit of a, a bigger deal. I didn't get to see as the second year a team option. I was surprised there was a $16 million total value here for Mo Wagner. Yeah, that's a lot. But this is, my guess is, because it's the Magic, what they generally do is they'll give a little bit more money on the front front end in exchange for either a non-guaranteed second mm-hmm. year or a team option on that second year. I'll be shocked if these are two, you know, uh, you know, two guaranteed years. I don't think that's how it will play out. So we'll see, you know, with, with that, um, you know, I, it's a lot of money, but again, got to spend to the floor, you know, might, might as well keep a guy who everybody likes in that locker room. He's been a really good influence on them. Plus gets to play with his brother. He, if he keeps Franz happy, that's even better. You know, as one of the up and coming, you know, young mm-hmm. uh, stars for the Magic. So, yeah, it, it, it's a lot more than I thought he'd get, but I kind of get it. And again, just worth restating another tradable salary if you need it down True. the line, right? You could throw him into a deal with that. Somebody said Serge Ibaka is better than you, Keith. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you know, he probably will be for another 25 years yeah, until I mean, he can't walk anymore. Like, he, of course, he's better than I am. <laughs> like, wow, what an insult. You know, NBA player better than me. Thanks. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't even Jesus. know what's it. What do we like? I, I mean, I should have just not responded you. at all. But you know, what a shocking result. You know, NBA player better than Keith Smith. My career topped out at crappy high school player. So yes, <laughs> you know, be- better than me. No one is surprised. 
um, the, the right, Sixers are in flux, but they got okay. they need to get yeah. Patrick Beverly on a one year deal. Yep, Patrick so Pat Bev in there. Him. Uh, lose Jalen McDaniels. Uh huh. Uh, went to the Raptors on a uh, uh, looks like it'll be for the biannual, about nine nine million or so for two years. So, mm-hmm. uh, I fine. Right, I guess. I mean, Pat Beverly on a minimum's fine. Like, no issues yeah. with that at all. Like that. That's you know a good good pickup for them. Um, losing McDaniel's for so little. That part I don't necessarily understand. You would think like, they might have. Yeah, you would think they might have been able to match that, but you know that's okay. Like it, it, you know, it is what it is. It's you know not the end of the world. Again, Raptors. What a weird signing, though. I mean, I guess that almost feels like one where it's like. Yeah, might as well. Like it's cheap enough. Like we'll figure it all out later. But just another forward in that mix. Like they just can't help themselves. If you're if you're six foot eight to six foot ten and stop. you can play, like your Raptors are probably interested in signing you. So yeah, I you know it's it's like yeah. me. And if the if the box of cheese it's is open, I just can't help myself. That's the Raptors with with these uh, long wings, right? That's what they want. Yeah, that's what, what they get after. Yeah. Um, all right, let's let's get into this way. I actually kind of liked this. Dwight Powell to the Mavs, three year, twelve million. Like that, that totally fine value yep. for just a rotation big. Not you know, you're not stoked if he's your starter, but if he's just one of your guys that you can plug in, and, and it's fine in terms of the the price on him. I like that deal for the Mavs. Did you know he is the longest tenured Mav, and this will be his tenth season in Dallas. Ah. Do you know how they uh-huh. got him? Let me think. Ten years? No, I can't think of it. How did he, he get got him? him in the Rajon Rondo trade from Boston? Oh he wow! Was a Celtic second rounder that year. Yeah, wow. they got Rondo. They got Dwight Powell, and he's still hanging around in uh-huh. Dallas and still good. Yeah, I mean they're gonna play him. They already know you know what he is, right? So they're it's very easy for them to continue. Playing him uh, alongside uh, Rashawn Holmes, we assume will still be there, mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah, him and uh, Rashawn Holmes and um, uh, uh, Derek Lively, right? Is there yeah, too. and Lively, so, of course. Yeah, you know, so yeah. that that's yeah, they'll eat, eat up the regular season minutes while Lively develops, and then eventually you hope Lively takes over. And by the end of the, the you know Powell at four million dollars, that's you know barely above the minimum, so that's that's fine at the end. Uh, another somebody just said bring back Eldon Campbell. I saw that. <laughs> bring back Eldon Campbell back in the day. Is Timothy um, Moskov available? <laughs> oh my god. What that would be it? amazing. Oh my gosh. Timothy Moskov, Lou Aldang. Yeah. Um, and then just wave and stretch him again. <laughs> another another fun. fun fact here. Jackson Hayes, the Pelicans acquired him thanks to the draft pick the yeah. Lakers gave the Pelicans in the Anthony Davis trade. So it's like yep. the Lakers draft pick came all the way back around. And it's not the exact yep. same. But anyway, I just thought it was you know a little bit ironic. I like that think. upside play for the Lakers. We didn't spend a lot of time on that one. But no. I, it's, it's it, you know, good, good. And, if, and for Jackson Hayes, if he really plays great, then all of a sudden he's got that player option. He can move yep. on and move on to bigger money somewhere else or bigger money from the Lakers if they have it. So, yeah. But, yeah, you know, I'll – you know, that that's that's good business to me right you you can do that and, and you have the open rush spot so if you need to get a vet center in there later you can go do it even if it's not eldon campbell i'm i'm sure there's other moves we can get into but our super chats are piling up here yeah let's so answer a few. why don't we why don't we dive into that and i'm sure yeah. you know some moves will probably just organically come about andrew escamilla said he's going to the cali classic next week go lakers nice. that's awesome i will have not fun. be 
I won't be going to the California Classic, but Keith and I will both be at the Las Vegas Summer League, but have a lot of fun at Cali. Can you believe that? We're, yeah. we're, we're less than two days now away yeah. from basketball being played. Yep. Yeah, two, I think there's five games on the third, too. Uh, yeah, five games, three games in the California Classic, two in uh, Salt Lake City. Uh, Keith, this is this has been my last 48 hours or so. Can the Lakers do a double sign <laughs> trade with Dallas for Christian Wood it, for Beasley? Give both guys seven million. That keeps both teams under the 172 million hard cap. In now, in theory, theory yeah, yes. if you come in under the hard cap, but right. I would, I, I mean, it the later we get into you know the week here, if if Christian Wood doesn't get signed, I guess the more realistic this kind of becomes but i don't think so i think he's probably still hoping to get you know something better than this in free mm-hmm. agency but but we'll see this is when you start seeing the creative sign and trade stuff come yes. up where it's like all right we already agreed to acquire player x but oh you want this okay let's make it into a sign and trade and we'll figure this all out so i mean in theory yes this could happen but realistically probably not i'll say this is at least in theory can happen because I've been getting a lot of just no <laughs> like sign and trade uh, suggestions and stuff. I'm like, no, that that cannot happen. There's no, you know, crazy stuff. Like, oh, sign and trade this guy plus this guy, add in an exception and trade them for this play. I'm like, no, <laughs> just just no. Um, free agent signings have led to great league balance. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that like one just dominant power has emerged here from this free agent period. Yeah. So I think the parity is still probably, you know, in place. Yeah, I mean, the parity was really good last year. Right. You know, so, yeah. Yeah, I don't know that any we haven't seen because I, I don't I'm not sold that the Suns are going to be dominant after getting Bradley Beal. Um, I'm not sold the Celtics are going to be dominant after getting Chris Epps Porzingis. Uh, clearly Chris Paul is not what he was, so I don't think he swings anything major for the Warriors. I'm in it that kind of way. It'll be a Dame and Hard or Dame and or Harden trade that will yeah. be the one that could really swing things. But yeah, I mean, so far you know it's there's going to be a lot of good teams next year. I don't I don't know that we're going to go in with any overwhelming favorite to yeah. win the title. And as the season plays out, some teams may separate themselves from others and you wind up going, oh, wow, this team's actually a juggernaut. But as of right now, it's not like you're sitting there thinking, oh, my gosh, nobody's beating 73-win Warriors or something like yeah. that. Right yeah, um, yeah. this is not what it was a few years ago when it was just pencil in the or pen in the Cavs and, lit, uh, Cavs and Warriors every year Yeah, in the finals. <laughs> right. Um, okay. AD for Dame and Nurkic. I mean, they're yeah. not. Lakers aren't going to do that. Um, saying what playable center options are out there now? All right, let's I mean, use this as a little run through who's left. Yeah, let me let's uh let's pull that up. Uh, uh I mean, I've got it here. Don't okay, cool. If you've got it, just let's, yeah. let's roll through it. Christian Wood, Mason Plumley. We'll start with the centers. Uh, Bismack Biombo, Paul Reed. That's <laughs> kind of it for for centers. Um, Cody Zeller, if you if if you like him. Uh, power forwards, PJ Washington, Grant Williams, uh, still on the board, Jamichael Green, Dario Sarge, Derek Jones Jr., Wendon Gabriel. Uh, those guys are still out there. Uh, switch over to small forward, Miles Bridges, Kelly Oubre Jr., Torrey Craig, TJ Warren, Terrence Ross. 
that's probably a little bit better of a group. Uh, Juan Toscano Anderson, who still helped the team on a minimum. Uh, shooting guards, you're into Malik Beasley, Jalen Noel, Matisse Thibel, Lonnie Walker, Will Barton, maybe Terrence Davis, Javante Green, Justin Holiday, potentially. Point guard is gotten super ugly. Io DeSumo's the best guy, and he's a restricted free agent. Then you got kind of Kendrick Nunn, Delano Banton, Corey Joseph, Ish Smith for his 900th team uh, to different team to play on. So it, it got real ugly real quick at point yeah. guard. So, yep. yeah, I mean, we're kind of down to the restricted guys or the best guys available, but there's still some you know guys some. that can help teams for sure. You know, I think probably I, my highest rated available player, Miles Bridges, and then probably – uh, Christian Wood, Grant Williams, mm-hmm. PJ Washington, Kelly Uber Jr. in there, and Jared Gordon still out there too. Um, yeah, Eric Gordon as well. So, yep. So uh, Julian Ro- Rojas making the point that I made that the Lakers kind of got their draft pick back that they traded to get Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. It's not that's not really accurate. Like if you draft a player, you got him yeah. on a rookie contract and all that. It's just ironic that that was yeah. you know the way it all played out. Yeah. Um, but he also it's always fun to go Davis. back to and kind of chain those things together. Like, yeah. How, you know where where did all this stuff end up? Yeah, and sometimes it can be depressing, too, when you follow that something all the way through, and you're like, oh, really? All that only, up, only ended up in this? But uh, what happens with Christian Wood? We kind of already covered that, so I don't think yeah. we need to rehash there. Uh, oh, can you combine all your trade exceptions to sign a guy? No, they can't be combined. Can't sign a player with a trade exception anyway. That's right. That's right. Um, Doug McMenamin said, I'm really Dave. <laughs> Keith, help me defend Troy Thanks, Weaver. Doug. For the Nets transactions, have you seen the potential 2004 salary cap for Detroit? I'm guessing he means 2024. Not overpaying for talent this year to have 60 plus million next year. He might mean 2004. Maybe he's trying to rewind it to the Josh Smith signing year. That could be it. That could be Maybe. it. That's, that's probably way too early for that. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I we talked. I think you mean the Pistons transaction. Oh, are you just saying eating the? the player yeah and then cam johnson going okay kind of get right. that now um yeah i mean we talked about it last night like getting joe harris and getting it's slipping my mind who is the other guy they traded for is there another guy uh, uh, monte morris um oh, yeah, those yeah. two guys it's fine right they're fine moves it's not gonna like lift the piston super high but you know, a couple solid veteran guys for not much. And yeah, I mean, they've got as clean a cap sheet as anybody um, in, in the league right now. So they're, they're, they're in really good shape. So I, you know, I, I think, think, you know, depends. I mean, the problem is going to be right now. A lot of people are saying that uh, the 2024 free agency is going to be really, really good. I don't know that it's going to be because we're going to see some of these guys come off the boards with extensions and the like, just because that's kind of how the game is played now. Yeah, that, that's just it. These extensions that come in, like we always look ahead and you go, okay, this class is going to be great. But by the time you get there, a decent chunk of the guys that you're really hoping for aren't really there. So yep. something you have to factor in whenever we're looking forward. Um, Let me, I want to, since we're semi on the Nets, uh, yeah. uh, Dennis Smith Jr. to the Nets, likely on a minimum. He deal. was good last year. Yeah, really good. Played really great defense. I think mm-hmm. might have found his niche is like, hey, just let me be, be your bulldog off the bench and I'll, you know, defend and, you know, 
use my athleticism to kind of get in the paint and make plays and those kind of things. So I like that pickup for the Nets. They didn't have a lot going on with backup guards. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think that's a pretty good, good, uh, good get for them for especially a backup ball handler. Uh, Albert said, any chance the Celtics are a dark horse team? I'm assuming he means for Damian Lillard. Yeah. Bra- Himmelsbach said Brad was w- waiting to strike. Maybe if he meets with Lillard, he can change his mind like KG. There's no sense that Portland's going to give Lillard permission to meet with anybody. Yeah. Um, it, not saying that's not already happening. Um, but yeah, I mean, until he's traded, I would say, you know, like everybody's kind of in on it. But I, you know, yeah, I I don't think so. I don't think that's going to be the way it goes. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, they, you know, their, their challenges, it'd probably have to be Jalen Brown. And if you're Portland and you don't feel great, about that because you're getting him mm-hmm. on an expiring deal and there's no guaranteed stay. They can't give him the supermax. Only Boston can because you can only get that from the team that drafted you or if you were acquired while on your rookie contract. Uh that obviously not the case for Jalen Brown. So yeah, I mean maybe they could get involved. I don't I don't know that they will. I think what's yeah. happened is I've seen a lot of this around social media today is a lot of people feel like they saw the heat offers and they're like, well my team can beat that. Yeah. And yes, but will they? Like, though, that starts right. to become the questions. That's, and that's where people start saying, oh, well, we can get him then. Right. And that's not really always the way it goes. Uh, can the Lakers get in a three team deal and be the team that lands Nurkic? What's going out? Like, yeah, I mean, probably that's not realistically because no. you can't, you can't trade any of these guys you just signed. No. So none of that, none of that will happen. So I don't, I don't think so. I, you know, I, 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 get it but i i don't know that the lakers maybe need a center as badly as people think like that yeah, i think they pretty badly need a center i mean because yeah. i well, i just don't trust jackson hayes to be the backup sure that's well, that's my jared thing. vanderbilt I, right will then slide over and play the five right which is not ideal. yeah yeah and no, part of part of it too regular is, season part of, part of it is they just got eliminated by Jokic, and so everybody is sure. Oh crap, we need a center. You know, like that's the you know. Yeah. That's that's part of it too. Uh Jay Sports said I expect Sangoon to really flourish with the Rockets acquisitions. He had a similar game like Jokic, great mm-hmm. passer, uh great behind the basket. Jalen must take the next leap and and Van Fleet will help. I think it's yeah. a good call out. Right? Yeah, I yeah. like Sangoon yeah. a lot. I do he's, too. He's great. Yeah. Yep. He's great. I think he's he's really good. Yeah, I, I think he you know, can really play, can do a lot of stuff. And the Jokic comp is, I know, and I know he's not saying he's Jokic, you know, yes, going to be right. that good, but it's not a bad one. They do play semi-similarly. Like he does, mm-hmm. He's not as good a shooter as Jokic is, especially yeah. like out on the floor. Jokic can really hit jumpers. Um, and Jokic, by the time all is said and done, he may be the best passer we've ever seen, yeah. right? Just, you know, I mean, because he's got a lot of years left to go and he's already – Climb the ranks pretty high, but yeah, I mean, Shingun should be. Shingun's one of those guys I do think will look better on a team that just plays smarter basketball. Yeah, like I think will be there. And then yeah, he's right. Jalen Green now. This is Jalen Green and Jabari Smith. Like, let's figure it out. We got let's some go. nuts around you. Let, let Let's go. Let's get this done. I wanted to go to something. Did somebody ask this in the in the chat? I apologize, not yeah. super chat, but it's a good question. Um, what's this thing? Uh, Anthony Nasi asked, "What's this thing about this in the CBA, but having a 15 roster spots filled to keep the three two way spots? Yeah, you can't fill your third two way spot if you don't have your standard spots filled. Because mm. what they're trying to do is protect 
players from teams saying, well, we're just going to give out two ways, which aren't real NBA contracts and don't pay as much and keep our own roster spots open. There's also a league wide minimum that must be filled. It's like, I think it's like 14 points, something um, yeah. roster spots must be filled over the course of the, the year. And at the end of the year, if it's not the, uh, the, the, uh, NBPA can go to the union and say, we are eliminating the third two-way contract. And that's, Ooh. again, to protect so that players aren't getting squeezed out of actual NBA well, contracts two-way spots. on two-way spots. That's interesting. That that makes me think that we're going to see Summer League more, and it'll start this year, increasingly used as a tryout for the 15th roster spot. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, unless you know, like, like you were saying, the Lakers are sitting on one. Unless for yeah. them, it's like uh, it makes sense to grab a vet and develop use your development guys through the two way spots. Um, and in obviously your draft picks that came in, but yeah, I think you could go go in there. So yeah, I, I but we'll see. Uh, Dario said, "Appreciate you guys. How much money did the Lakers save on D'Lo, Austin, and Rui's contracts? Around twenty two million. The thought was that Austin may get uh, twenty five million, but signed for fourteen. Well, that was going to be." on the back end of the deal on like a poison yeah. pill situation or something like that. Yeah. But, but essentially it just compared to what was projected, what these guys were projected to get, I think Rui got about what we thought he would get. D'Angelo Russell probably got a little bit less than what we thought he would get. And then Austin got a significant amount less than probably what he should get. So uh, yeah, nice this, this year, the Lakers knew they were going to have Austin Reeves for around 12 and a half million, just yes. ballparking no matter what. that number, no matter what. So that was already always the number that they were working on for this particular year. I think part of what that number being, and I realize low is a very relative term here, but low is that allowed them to get D'Angelo Russell and Rui Hachimura on the contracts that they got them on, yeah. as well as feeling confident enough to use the full, almost the full mid-level on Gabe Vincent and use the biannual on Tory and Prince. Cause you knew Reeves number would not go much higher than that 12 and a half right. million range. Uh, all right, let's go here. Laker full payroll, 12 people, 159 million. We could still guarantee Bamba trade him to the jazz for a top two protection on the 2027 for Oleni. They already executed the Bamba thing. Like yeah. they didn't guarantee that's done. I think he's saying they could have, but could have, I mean, yeah, we'd have to run math. It's just not worth running math on hypotheticals yeah. that could have happened. Um, okay, as far as the, Eric is asking grades for teams in free agency, we can get into that. I'm not going to run yeah, through all we'll the teams right now. Let's we'll yeah. let the dust settle. Yeah. On let's all of see that. what happens with Lillard and Harden, and then we'll start figuring out. We're yes. probably not going to do grades. Um, that's generally not how we handle it. We will yep. we'll probably talk more. You know, did we like it? Did we not like it? We confused by some of them. You know, those, those right. kind of things. Yep. Let's go. Uh, should the Spurs go all in for Dame? Yeah. I, why not? Yeah. I, I mean, mean have the conversation can. at least. Yeah. I thought why that one makes sense to me is they can send good young players back. They have a bunch of them, right? Probably almost getting to the point where maybe a couple too many at a couple of their positions. You could clear out a little bit of a log jam, go. And if you're starting with Damian Lillard and Victor Wambanyama, I think you feel pretty good about we mm -hmm. probably jump right back into contention for, you know, a play-in spot this next year. And then, you know, as Wambanyama grows and other whatever kids we keep around and they have all their own draft picks. So they could, you know, plus up with, with a draft pick offer. So it'd be a little unspurs like it's generally yeah. not the 
direction they go. But, you know, I mean, that could be one where if it's just kind of, if we're two days from now and there's been no movement on it, they may look at it and say, all right, opportunity cost is almost too good to pass up. Let's, let's jump in there and go. Cause the big thing for Portland side is not only you get the kids in the picks, you don't have to take back any bad salary because yes. the Spurs could eat half of Dame's contract by using their cap space. So that's you know another good way uh, that you can put that together. Right. Definitely some benefits uh, to doing that. Doug McMenamin says 2024. Sorry, LOL. Uh, you're right. Last good Pistons team was 20, 2004 when we beat the Lakers. That's true. Uh, I just turned uh, 70 on Wednesday, Whoa, so I'm slipping. Happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, That's a big man. one, That's too. Awesome. Congratulations, right. man. You've seen some stuff in the NBA then. That's right. Man. All right. Let's run through a few more of the signings that, that went down here over the uh, uh, day. Um I'm just going to start like kind of uh, two international signings. The international guys are coming over. Mm-hmm. Uh, draftee Sasha Vezenkov coming over to the Kings. That was yep. rumored last year. Didn't happen. Went on to win EuroLeague MVP. Yep. Really good player. Good, good, good. Uh, shooting range. Good size at the forward position. You know, just, just a good, solid player. Three years, 20 million. That's a good deal. It's good coming over. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vasily Misic is going to come over for the Thunder. Finally. Uh, he was drafted by the Sixers forever ago. The Thunder got his draft rights in the Al Horford uh, salary dump. That's one of the ways they were paid to eat Al Horford's contract from the Sixers. So, uh, yeah, so they're they're uh, you know going uh, in and bringing him over. Ball handler, guard, we'll see. It's starting to get very guard heavy in OKC with, you know, you've obviously got Che Gilchrist Alexander, Josh Giddy's a guard. I think Jalen Williams will be like a ball handling wing over time. Um, and then you've got, uh, Trey Mann, and they drafted uh, Kassan Wallace, and now you're adding uh, Vasily Misic, so I'm going to be keeping my eye on to see if something gives there. Maybe, probably Trey Mann, that would be my guess if, mm-hmm. if they're, they're going to move on. And again, that's why you can't have 900 draft picks. You can't roster everybody. Right? Uh, NBA rosters are only so big. Um, you know, so you've got that. Uh, let's see. Just running through a handful more of these. Uh, the box. Brooke Lopez. Oh, Jay Crowder. And yeah, Lopez, of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. How did we not mention Brooke Lopez? Yeah. So they get those two deals done. Yep. Um, yeah. We didn't mention it because 900 things have happened today. It just, uh, yeah. That's why. Um, yeah. So that got done. So, you know, good, good on them. The Cavs completed the Max Drew sign and trade. They, mm-hmm. they, uh, Moved uh, Jetty Osmond and Lamar Stevens into some of the Spurs cap space uh, to pick those two guys up. Um, yeah. And now, now they're bringing in uh, um, uh, Max Drew. So, Cavs did good work. Max Struess, George Niang, re-signed Karis LeVert. Good, good work for them uh, throughout the course of uh, free agency here. Uh, just looking to see if there's any big ones. I mean, there's a bunch of two-way stuff. A bunch of guys have already signed their, their rookie-scale deals. Juan Binyama yep. did. Uh, Brandon Miller signed his. So, so yeah, we're, we're going to see more and more of that. Those will all get done here in the next couple of days uh, because, as you know, our, our buddies head of the California Classic called out, Summer league starts up in two days. You know, here we go. Going here, here in a couple of days. So, yeah, um, yeah. So that's that's exciting. Uh, trying to see if there's anything. Uh, uh Jaime uh, Hawkes uh, Jr. Yep, signed, signed his uh, rookie scale. So uh, not part of the Lillard trade then, unless they wait thirty well, days. Wait, they wait thirty days. Yeah, I know it's yeah. funny. I had a bunch of people say they could wait thirty days. Happens a lot. It doesn't happen a lot. It happened with mm-hmm. Andrew Wiggins. So yeah. and then some people said, well, how was Walker Kessler traded as part of the Gobert trade? We hadn't signed yet. So that's yep. exactly. Know, if you haven't signed, you get traded. And actually, you don't count for anything in the trade either. You count as zero for salary matching. 
Uh, somebody asked did you, you didn't give an opinion on Misich himself. Is he good? Will he succeed in the NBA? We'll see. He's coming over a little older than I like to see guys come over. So I'm a little worried about that part. Um, but he can play. He's a very smart, heady point guard. He's kind of your traditional European point guard type, really kind of mm-hmm. knows what he's doing on the floor, uh, can get where he wants to go. He's, he's competed at a high level uh, in Europe for multiple years. So I think he'll be okay. I, I don't think he's going to come in and be a starter or anything. I think like set that. the world on fire. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know, I th- think he'll, he'll probably be okay. Uh, that's um, but it's always fun to see those guys that are just smart that can read the floor that you know the Euro style players that come in can be really really good so we'll see uh, what he somebody's giving us San Jose earthquakes up I know so. well they're playing I think they're playing the Galaxy right now oh got it okay although I yeah, have not Dante paid Axel much of it. oh that's down. right Dante Exo yeah, is back who, who these ones he? just happened you know or who's he going like to again he's going to Dallas yeah. that's right it's Dallas he's kind of like the Frank Nilakina that's right so that's right. And then Joel Embiid tweeted something weird, just said the watcher. And I don't know what that means. I didn't understand it, but he Maybe tweeted just, that a couple hours ago. He's just tweeting out random stuff Probably. just because he knows people will respond right now. Right. People yeah. seem like it's there. And then people are like, I don't know. I think that means he wants to leave. I, I don't, I don't know what to yeah. make, make yeah. of that. So, yeah. So it's <laughs> the, the Twitter stuff today has just been what, yeah, what a goofy bonkers mess what a terrible time of year for that yeah right for this to happen like make it happen in august disaster show of this so yeah yeah man but yeah good day i think you know i think think it's been a been a been a good day fun day um you know cap space is mostly gone uh free agents are mostly gone but we you know as long as we get those big big uh trade guys out there damian lillard and james harden we're we'll 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 see how it comes together it's going to be You know, those will be monster moves whenever they happen uh, there. So, and we'll somebody asked Tory Craig, yeah, I mean, he's still out there. I don't like, we'll yeah. see where would he not be an elite three and D signing the Lakers? I mean, yeah, he would. I'm thinking he's hoping to wait uh, and not have to take a minimum deal, and he might get more than that from the uh, uh, Suns. Did wives give you a gambling budget for Vegas? <laughs> I don't gamble. Yeah, I mean, I like honestly, it's been I've been to Vegas dozen times over the last couple of years because our studio's there and everything, and I haven't gambled. Which I mean, I used to when I just went for fun or whatever, I would go and I would just play blackjack a little bit, not big, but like five dollar blackjack just to go sit and have fun. I just don't have time. Like, yeah, we're, we're, we're running around like crazy when yep. we're at summer league. Like, just, there's just no time. This uh, is so by no means. No means a complaint for either one no. of us. I know I can speak for you here. Oh, yeah. This is a work trip, though. Right? Yep. We're going there to work. So we're going to be there to work. It's not, it, it's, it is the most fun job in the world, I think, mm-hmm. that you can have. Um, you know, so I'm not, by no means a complaint, but yeah, there's just not a lot of time for other stuff. We'll, we'll be recording um, at some point during the day and then heading over to, to the games at, at Summer League and doing that. Plus, beyond that, it's, uh, you know, it's weird. Don't even end up watching a lot of the basketball because you're going to end up uh, mm-hmm. spending a lot of time, you know, having conversations and seeing people and getting caught up and all sorts of stuff. I've got a, a piece I'll be working on as I come. So that, that'll be, uh, you know, fun. Uh, you know, after that, I'll let you guys know it'll be, I like to do it. It's kind of like my big summer league notebook. I try to get with somebody from every team in the league 
to get some thoughts about their offseason and the roster and how it went together. I did it for years when I used to write for year, Real GM, and it was always a very popular mm-hmm. piece. So uh, we'll be running that back. So I'm very, very excited about that. So good stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a there's just not a lot of time for, for that. That said, if anybody has like, yo, hey, try to eat here and it's not like a $300 per person meal because, right. it's, you know, the professions we've chose are not going to make us rich men. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, it, 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 let, let us know with, with that. So, yeah. For sure. For sure. All right. I think that about does it for this show. Yeah, Probably time to get a little bit of rest. Um, <laughs> we'll see what tomorrow brings us. But thank you, everybody, for joining us. Make sure if you haven't done so already, you are subscribing to the NBA front office YouTube channel, turn on those notifications as well. Thank you everybody. Till next time. See ya and stay safe.